Ronnie Eads with us. Always a pleasure to have Rocket part of the show. Former AFL player and coach, premiership player with Hawthorne. He knows the brutality of AFL coaching. Stuart Jew, unfortunately, yesterday was relieved of his duties as coach of Gold Coast. Rocket's with us to talk us through uh, the landscape, how tough it might be for a Gold Coast senior coach. Rocket, good morning. Morning, Jacob. Wayne, how are you guys? We're really well, and, and thanks for jumping on and, and having a chat to us. Rocket, what was your immediate emotion yesterday when you heard that uh, Stuart Jew was uh, was relieved of his duties? Oh, you felt sorry for him, no, no doubt. Um, and I suppose I, you feel more of uh, empathy for him when uh, last week when the rumour was about that he said publicly that he went to Mark Evans to... Uh, and um, he got the go-ahead that he was was going to be the coach, and uh, it's changed within a week. So you feel from him that that you know, getting a bit blindsided, uh, which becomes a bit of a shock. So yes, yeah, you know, certainly felt for him. There's no doubt. You've been up there on the Gold Coast. You understand the, I guess the uh, the, the pressures of of being in that environment that isn't really AFL heartland. What sort of challenges present themselves, Rocket, for a coach of the Gold Coast? Um, it's, a, it's a good question. Um, probably, probably the weather and lifestyle a bit, being not a big city as such, so you escape the limelight a bit, um, escape the uh, external pressure to a degree. Um, um, yeah, I suppose from the outside you think, oh, are they special? But generally they are, but it's just probably that cut and thrust of uh, where you're in Melbourne or Perth or Adelaide where you get the focus consistently and you've got uh, really the, the blowtorch on you and the blowtorch tends to come when the coach is really under pressure which is probably once or twice a year so um, I think that's that's Biggest one to be able to adjust to last outside the bubble. Is it difficult that they're going to get loyal supporters up there? Because a lot of the people up there are itinerants, come up, or they've got their own footy teams. Is that an issue? What happens off the ground as well? Oh, yeah, I think that's a difficulty there, one. Like, there's a lot of expats, South Australians, Victorians especially, but they don't go there for football. They're going there for lifestyle. Mm. Uh, they're going there to retire or start a new life with kids and whatever, so football's not the attraction, and as you said, um, they've got their own team to follow, they might go and watch that team when it plays the Gold Coast, so um, unless the Gold Coast, like in any sport there, becomes successful, you're never really going to know what support you get up there, so yeah, that's a that's a, a challenge, if it's the right phrase, to, I suppose, link back to that, my point earlier about that cut and thrust feeling of uh, being in the bubble of an AFL pressured situation, so it tends to, you'll be able to escape it too easily. I mean, it's never a nice way for any coach to, to go, but it, it, the way it's been handled, is, you can question it, but the question now is what sort of coach do they want? Do they? Is it because Hardwick's available, they're going to go for a senior guy? There's so many people available at the moment, but does it have to be someone with experience? Um, it's a good point. I, I mean, now I feel I'm going to have a bit to say about it too. I would thought I would, I would think, and I'm just a guessing. I, I would think Hardwick would be number one, the top of the list, if he wants to go there, and there'd be some discussions. I think at some stage now he would need to go. Through, he wouldn't need to go through an interview process. So they would need, as a club, and 
with the AFL say what sort of coach they would need. I would think from a, certainly a marketing point of view, but a coaching point of view as well, I think an experienced coach with success like Damien would be certainly at the top of the list. I mean, that's only, that's only, that's only common sense. So I would think he'd, he'd have the front running if he wanted, if he wanted to go there. Ronnie Eadie's with us, former AFL player and coach and, and the man who was in the, the Gold Coast coaching job before Stuart Jew, who was relieved of his duties yesterday after a 30% win-loss record over five and three-quarter seasons at the helm. Rocket, you understand the, the Queensland AFL landscape. You played for the Bears and, and you coached the Gold Coast Suns. Brisbane are going very well. Do you think long-term the Gold Coast Suns have a future in the AFL? <laughs> um... Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I think, uh, I think, strategically from a, a game point of view, Queensland's population is growing, and certainly the Gold Coast area is growing, and a lot of Melbourne people and Sydney people, but a lot of Melbourne people are migrating there more than ever post COVID and because of COVID. So, if you put that down with numbers, I think strategically they would. Not so much need, but certainly be a bonus having a team there and if it can be successful. So I can see the AFL is thinking in that aspect. So uh, I know an easy option is to transport them somewhere else and give a license somewhere else. But I think from an economic and a strategic development point of view, I think it's vital that you know, we have a team, an extra team in Queensland. Is the argument for the fact the Allies have just come off a brilliant under-18s carnival that the, the academies, we're hearing a lot about uh, across all of Queensland, Gold Coast and Brisbane's academies are thriving. Is that an argument for that there is a lot of talent being produced out of Queensland? Yeah, oh, there's no doubt. That's really the money that they've put in and the effort they have put in over a long period of time is starting to show some fruit. Like They reckon the first three players that the Suns will get this year's draft are academy boys and probably would all go in the top 20. So they're exceptional talent. So, and they've got a vast area like Northern Queensland, but now they've got Northern Territory as well, where eventually maybe they might lose Northern Territory if they become successful. But yeah, I think having the Suns there is more than more beneficial than just TV rights and having an extra licence. I think the development of the game is, is crucial and I think having a team there, it's just not all left to Brisbane I, I think it's I think it's a great idea for the AFL. Rocket, um, I heard Guy McKenna say recently that when he started the Gold Coast are operating out of demountables and maybe the facilities weren't great I think they developed by the time you were there. How did you find your three years at, at Gold Coast? Well my first two years were the same as Guy so um, the gym was in just in a big uh, tin shed really and it was hot uh, and demountables, yes uh, my last year, they got the new facility built, um, which was first class. So they've done that. They've developed another oval at the back as well. So I think the facilities and what they've done is now up to AFL elite standards. So um, uh, so that's a real positive. They've done a really good job in that aspect. Now it's just being able to consistently get performance on the field and then, as Wayne said, to translate to marketing and numbers of the game. So that's Gold Coast, but there's other issues at hand out of the weekend. Caleb Sarong got suspended for what seemed like a fairly straightforward tackle. 
He misses the game against Collingwood this week. He can't win the Brown low, not that anyone probably thought he would with how Fremantle season's going, despite the fact he's had a good year. Do you think that we've we've gone too far with these dangerous tackles, Rocket, and players being rubbed out? Uh, that one of Sarong is right on the border. I, good I'm old school, would probably say not to get suspended. Um, there's no doubt the AFL are really worried about litigation and what's going to happen at this class action at the moment. It's going to cost them millions. And I, like any rule they bring in, even the 50-metre rule, which now is totally relaxed, guys on the weekend are getting... Um, you know, they're about to kick the ball and a bloke's coming in and there's no 50-metre penalty. So they've relaxed that. I think there's an overcorrection. I think that'll come back to at some stage. Uh, but at the moment, it's pretty tough. But the, what the AFL have got to do, I think, is make the rule black and white so we actually know what it is. And then maybe an extension of that is the umpires blow the whistle earlier so players can't get swung around. Um, maybe a free kick or a ball up pretty well straight away. Um, there's some things the AFL have got to look through. But to answer your question, I think we have gone a bit far. Uh, but there's probably reasons for that. Uh, Rod, you've been around a long time. You've seen some extraordinary players in your time. Nick Dacos, is uh, the hype about him justified? Um, he's still there, guys. I'm just uh, yep. dropping out. You got me? Yep, yeah, sorry. But, um, yeah, I think it's justified. I think um, I had coffee with a, a few ex on Mike Sheehan and Scotty Clayton and Lee Matthews on Friday and Gubby Allen. And both Gubby and Lee said... Or Lisa at the same age, oh, certainly, even now, Nick Dacos is a better player than his dad. That's how highly he rates him. And things he's doing, uh, he, he's an exceptional player. And I think the hype is justified. Hopefully, the young lad, apparently, is a nice, humble young guy, keeps his head on his shoulders, and at times he's going to go through some rough patches and he'll eventually get tagged. Teams have got to put some clamp on him. Um, and he'll have to work his way through that. But yes, he. I know it's a big statement, but what I've seen, I think he's better than what Chris Judd was at the same age. And um, we know what a champion Judd turned into. So, no, he's an exceptional player. Yeah, he's a privilege to watch every week. Even if you don't support Collingwood, you find yourself tuning in to see Nick Dacos in action. Rocket, thanks for persisting with us this morning. Appreciate it as you're out and about driving around. So thanks for your insights as always. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too. Rodney Ed with us here on Sport FM.